Oi, 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 oi. One, two, a check of one, two. With two minutes to go, it's fourth and 32. Hello and welcome to the fourth and 32 podcast week 11 Thursday night recap. Very exciting one. I'm just kidding. It was a horrible, horrible game. New England Patriots 25, Atlanta zero. I guess the Patriots are addicted to 25 point wins against the Falcons. No Ethan Sue on the podcast here tonight, but we do have Patriots super fan and other co-host Mike Dwayne on the pod. No intro other than that tonight because it's going to be all you, buddy. You got to watch your team kick the dog shit out of one of your favorite opponents to play, I'd imagine. And I guess the real story of the game, the thing I took away most was Atlanta brings out Josh Rosen to close the game, just <laughs> trying to get out of there. I believe the score was uh, 19 nothing at the time. And one for three, five yards, and a pick six. The next possession, they throw out Felipe Franks, third stringer. They're like, you do something. Immediately throws a pick. So that was the lasting visual of this game for me, but I'll let you talk about your boys. Yeah, they had a little treat thrown in for the people who stuck it out until the end. Yeah, exactly. Nice little cool ending for the, the real <laughs> diehards. <laughs> no, this is a good one, dude. Another uh, very efficient game for Mac. I think he only had three incompletions on the night, one of which being the pick to AJ Terrell, who – we had pretty high praise for a week ago. Mm-hmm. He made so, an incredible play on that ball too. It wasn't just a bad throw. Oh, exactly. He was he's a terrific defender. You know, can't put a can't put too much play blame on a broken play there. But uh, Mac looked great under pressure. One of the things I was mentioning to you before was um, there was a play where Deron Harmon was coming in on a straight blitz, completely unblocked, and Mac kept it. He stayed poised, waited for Myers to get open, got the ball off just before getting drilled. So that's the kind of stuff we really like to see in his development, type of stuff we're seeing more of every week. Uh, the running backs, they looked really good. Damian Harris is back from his concussion, looked pretty sharp in the first quarter, didn't really lose his step. Not a whole lot of production in the second half out of him. Ramondre Stevenson looked really good again after his big week. He had a really big uh, run called back because of a holding penalty, went for like mm-hmm. 40 yards. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, another one. He could have broken 100 in this game easily. But yeah. another Nelson Aguilar sighting. That was a very nice little score and play. Yeah, it was. Uh, Mac Jones hasn't been too flashy, but he's been very efficient. Do you think there's a chance there's a uh, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams running back situation now in New England? Pretty much equal touches. Ramondre Stevenson had two more with 13 more yards. They both looked amazing. I think so. Yeah. I mean, they're both very strong, very hard running, running backs who both offer a little bit in the uh, passing game as well. So I think it's definitely possible that we have two very strong, effective running backs by committee. Plus, I mean, Brandon Bolden is no slouch. There were a couple questionable plays with him in it. Mainly it was like a third down where they called an outside run with him. And that was a very strange call, but he's been really good this season as well. Another uh, check down option for Jones. So yeah, and your receivers aren't doing too much, but they're just doing what they have to do. It's if you look oh, at yeah, the stats, 
Yeah, the no one had over 42 yards receiving, but you got a completion of 19 yards to Kendrick Bourne. You got a 19-yard touchdown to Nelson Aguilar, 18-yard completion to Jacoby Myers, 15-yard completion to Hunter Henry, 17-yard completion to John o. Smith. Like pretty much he just spreads the ball around, equal targets, equal opportunities. He's just looking to give what the defense gives him, and that's all you can really ask from a rookie, right? Exactly. Yeah. We like the chunk plays with not too many mistakes, you know, and we've cut uh-huh. down on those kind of bobbled drops that some of those guys have had in the past and they're making the plays we need them to make now. We don't need any stat stuff and we just need to win games and it's been going pretty well. Yeah, exactly. You're on a four game winning streak now or five game winning streak. Five, yeah. Excuse me. After you went four right now. Yeah. After the Cowboys loss, which you easily could have won that game, went into overtime kick the shit out of the Jets, score 54 points, beat the Chargers in a, in a game that was a three-point game, but it wasn't really that close. Chargers scored late touchdown there. So that's a decent team. Panthers absolutely dominate them and Sam Darnold. Browns, 45-7, to domination. And then the Falcons, like I said at the top of the show, another 25-point win against Matt Ryan that he will not remember fondly. Oh, yeah. You guys have the Titans and Bills the next two weeks. Well, I guess Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills. So you have a really tough stretch here, and I think this is where we find out what kind of team you are. I just want your thoughts. Obviously, when your team was two and four, you did not expect to be here, and now you have a whole new Patriots dynasty potentially on your hands. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, well, I think, you know, don't want to get ahead of myself on the Titans mm-hmm. ones 10 days out, but I think that's most certainly a winnable game. I will touch on them a little bit, but their scoring output has gotten drastically lowered. They couldn't break 200 against the Rams, and our defense is on fire. So if they can't get healthy, if they can't have multiple options really stretching the field, I just can't see how they score many points against us. Yeah, I'm excited. So going to see. on from that, I mean, we heat it up too. If we split, I think splitting with the Bills is absolutely doable. It's like two weeks or three weeks in between when we play them. I think uh, like two weeks before Christmas and then the week after Christmas is when um, the game's scheduled. But, you know, you split one and one there. It's tough to pick. Uh, they've been an up and down team, hard to project, but, you know, should be a very, very doable path to the playoffs at this point. Yeah. And on the other side, the Falcons. I've been saying they're going to go eight, nine for a long time. And now I don't even think so. They've gotten absolutely exposed the last couple of weeks. They had a terrible game against the Panthers before that. They, they always play the saints tough. So I think this team is just on the road to nowhere. They have a nice reprieve against the Jaguars before they have to play the Buccaneers again. Um, I looked at the Jaguars game on the schedule, Falcons-Jaguars. I was like, this has to be being played in London, right? It is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Exactly. I was surprised, too, there's not another London game this year. I could have sworn they usually do three, but who knows? Maybe I'm thinking of the Mexico City lumped in. <laughs> yeah. Falcons can't run the ball, can't do anything without Cordero Patterson in this one. Dude, um... Kyle Pitts was a ghost for a lot of this game, too. He didn't start making plays until the late third. Well, that's classic Bill Belichick, taking out what you want to do, especially with Hayden Hurst out. Very strong praise for him this week. With Calvin Ridley out, Hayden Hurst out, they needed something from somebody, and they weren't going to get it from Russell Gage or Kyle Pitts today. Uh, Zacchaeus tried his best, but... He made a couple nice plays, dude. He's a fighter. I know uh, Ethan, I think, was the one who had a very strong – well, I wouldn't say a very strong praise for him a week ago, but he was kind of shouting him out as an impact player. And 
he's a guy who fights for extra yards, dude. Every time he's getting close to the chains, he's muscling guys. Yeah. I was impressed with what I saw from him. Kyle Van Noy all over the place today. He's two back. tackles for loss, two sacks, and a yeah, pick man. six. I mean, it's him this and, is. Oh, sorry. No, is it him and Hightower? They both took a while to get the motor running this season, but they both looked really good the last couple of weeks. The old guys are showing up. Yeah, Judon's making plays. I mean, this is classic Patriots defense, just carrying the way. Don't need to do a whole lot when you're Mac Jones. I mean, it was 13 nothing in the fourth quarter. The Falcons had no chance of ever moving the ball well enough to score. Right. I think one of the most telling plays – I guess series of plays where when the Falcons finally got near the red zone, I think they're about the 20, 22 yard line, something like that. And it's third and one hand to the fullback, lose a yard or lose a half yard. It's fourth and one. Now, what do you do? Falcons line up bunch set, hand it off up the middle, get nowhere. And it's just like, that is not inspiring football at all from Arthur Smith. You got to trust your veteran in Matt Ryan right there. And it's just, it's the kind of play you make when you're scared to lose, as opposed to going out and trying to win. There was no attempt to win this game by the Falcons tonight. And it was, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing for a first year head coach. It's embarrassing for a veteran quarterback. I mean, this defense is pretty trash. Uh, The weapons are pretty trash outside of, you know, with Ridley being out, Hurst being out, Pitts being the only guy, but they just, this is a team that is in serious need of a complete roster rehaul. And I think that starts with Matt Ryan. I agree. I mean, it is tough. I think they'll be picking high enough that they're probably going to have a decent choice of quarterbacks. I think, you know, even eight losses, nine losses, like you were saying at this point, is probably a little bit low end with how this team's trending. So, you know, if they can make something happen or even, you know, get one of the guys who people are thinking might be on the trade block. Maybe you have like a Stafford type deal where you swap him for a younger guy who's maybe not fitting in in this situation. So, you know, I think it's uh, easier said than done, especially with, you know, the lack of financial wiggle room they've been working with the last couple of seasons and kind of the lack of talent around them too. Yeah. I don't know how much they'd be getting for Matt Ryan. He's had some good games certainly this year, but last two games really embarrassing showed all of his weaknesses and flaws keeps getting sacked. I mean, there was a, the first time the Falcons were in the red zone or in field goal range in the game, third and one play action pass sack Matt Ryan. I know that's partially on the offensive line, but it feels like he's always going to be in those situations. It was very reminiscent of the 28 to three game where he takes that bad sack, gets him out of field goal range. It's just like it, it, when it keeps happening to you, maybe you need to look around and be like, is it everyone else or is it me? And I think that's, you know, Matt Ryan's old. Uh, I'd like to see him get out of there. But your team looks every bit on the way to the playoffs. And you could compete in this division. I mean, the Bills, we're going to talk about this in our uh, preview we're about to do. But the Bills look like they could fall to the Pats here. And this is going to be very interesting. You still have two games against them this year. So really exciting stuff coming out of the AFC East. Could be a divisional race coming down the stretch. Absolutely. All right. Any more thoughts on your boys or you want to get out of here? No, I'm uh, ready to wrap them up for Thursday night. Get some rest. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Easy 25 to nothing victory for the Pats. Very reminiscent of the, um, I believe there was a Thursday night game we had against the Texans a few years. I think it was the Jacoby Brissett game where it was like a 26 nothing shutout. Very similar. It was like a Jamie Collins pick six. Another just brutal watch. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of the games where you just shit pump people. Be- Belichick is on the rise. Belichick is back. He he almost has as good of a rector- record of to- as Tom Brady. I think that our that debate is going to keep getting brought up in perpetuity. Here's a question. Now. You think um, Pats go out, win the division? You think Belichick has a coach of the year case? I know they usually don't like giving it to him since he's a perennial Super I think Bowl he threat, can get but... another one without Brady. Another ring? No, I'm saying like or another coach of the year. I'm saying that I think he can get a coach of the year without Brady. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I can see that. Retooling his own defense. I mean, for once, it's like we had a stud draft last year, putting together a piece, fell back early, really turned it around. Hopefully, absolutely. All right. Anything else to say, or are we we had now. Our perfect check out the midseason award podcast posted this week. Check out our recap of week 10 before week 11, the rest of week 11's games and check out the preview, uh, the week 11 preview that me and Mike are about to do. But from me, Cole Smithson, from Ethan Sue, miss you, buddy, from Michael Dwayne and from the resurgence of the Pats. We thank you. Peace. Peace.